Hi there. How you doing today? I'm honestly feeling pretty crappy. Oh, why? Because I went out with my friends from work last night, and <laughs> I have not been drinking very much at all. But of course, because I was out with friends, I had four beers, mm. and that was probably too too many. <laughs> <laughs> So mm. I've just been feeling crummy all day. Well, that is just a shame. I guess I you're not the heavyweight you used to be. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my street cred. Uh-huh. I guess. you got to get back to some of those frat parties. Oh, my God. I've never been to a frat party. Neither have I. I think I had wine one or two times in college, and that was all the alcohol I ever consumed in college. <laughs> and it was like an inch of a glass of mm -hmm. wine. And I didn't like it, so I stopped drinking it. <laughs> I feel like frat parties are, like, scary to me. Mm-hmm. They so are. So that, that's why I, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to be putting myself at risk. Mm-hmm. That's wise. They're scary for me, even as a man. I get so, that. They would be especially scary for me now as a 29-year-old man. I don't want to be around all those youths. That's very true. They don't want to be around you. No. Your aging skin. Yeah, they'd all be jealous of how handsome I am now. That could be. Back then, I wouldn't have been a threat. But, you know. Have you ever read about John Hamm's hazing that he did? I have, yes. That is... It's intense. Sadistic. Uh-huh. Didn't he set someone on fire? I think that's part of it, yeah. Yeah, that and more. Uh-huh. Yeah, go look that up, listeners, if you're looking for a new take on John Hamm that'll really change your perspective on him. Yeah, I wish I didn't know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Uh. Well, oh, before we go too far, mm -hmm. I wanted to tell the listeners that... Today, when this episode comes out, we are going to be doing a little bit of a sticker giveaway Ooh. on our Instagram. Okay. So this the same artist that did our South Park art and Cody and I as Lucy. Lucy and Desi? And Desi, yes. Uh, Johnny Metropolis, who is on Instagram at, as something like slumped over sideways, I think. I will link him in the post. But he designed a little sticker for us that says televisionary in the style of like the Simpsons. So they're super cool. And basically, I'll put all the rules in the description, but share the post, you get entered, and then I'll send you a sticker in the mail. So yay! Who doesn't yay! love stickers? Everybody loves stickers. It's like when RuPaul goes, who doesn't love puppets? or what? Because everybody loves puppets. Yeah, I'm really sad that they've stopped doing the puppets in the last couple seasons. I don't know why. A couple years ago, they quit doing puppets. And everybody loves puppets! So why would they stop? <laughs> that saddens me. All right, well, here's what I wanted to talk about today. Okay. Um, I saw this article that I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, I mean, it's not like extremely interesting but i just it was something that i kind of already knew with it like reinforced for me that it was true but it was uh, saying that americans are consuming more foreign content than ever and okay. um, a lot of that is they think tied to netflix and these other streaming services that have tried to you know collect so much content and you know bolster their catalogs and have a huge range of content for 
you know, people of every demographic and ethnic origin and all of that stuff. And the trend, it says, really kind of started in like 2019. So before the pandemic days, but then like really took off in 2020 because, you know, so many people were at home watching stuff. And in the third quarter of 2020, apparently non-U.S. produced shows accounted for nearly 30% of streaming demand in the United States. That's a lot. That is a lot. That sounded like so much to me. And of course that counts like British and Canadian. Right. And, you know, shows that are popular. English language. Uh, Right, yes. So I think that would include like The Crown and Schitt's Mm -hmm. Creek and shows that were like co-produced between like Netflix and another overseas, you know, service or whatever. But anyway, I just was trying to think of like what foreign shows have I even watched and I I didn't come up with like all that many especially not in recent years but I wondered if you could think of any or like how many come to mind for you at least well I it's interesting because I feel the same way I think I watched more foreign tv like years ago than I do now but mm-hmm. the trend is happening now, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> I guess we were ahead of our time. But uh, I, so I have a few that I've really enjoyed over the years. One of the first, like, British shows that I really got into was Misfits. Okay. I haven't watched it in recent years, so I don't know if I would still, like, be as in love with it. Because I think I started watching maybe when I was like a senior in high school, but it's a British show about these probation workers or like light criminals who have to do community service. And they're on their first day at the job and this freak thunderstorm happens and then they all get struck with lightning and they get superpowers. Oh, okay. (laughs) And all of their superpowers, it's kind of reflective of their personality. So like the one girl is like super hot and like sexual, but her superpower is that every time someone touches her, they become like ravenous with desire for her. So it's like, you know, twisted a little bit. And like the one guy can go back in time and the one guy you find out is immortal. Like the Mm. one, they think he has like no power. And then like a few episodes later, you realize he got like the best power of all. So it's just silly. It's funny. Like they're these crummy people, which is something I always love to watch, but (laughs) it's, it's got some actors that have gone on to be in other things. And it's just really solid. I think it was on channel four, but that was, I think the first foreign show I ever watched. I, think that the first foreign show that I ever watched was probably Summer Heights High. Oh, that might have predated Misfits for me, too. It might have, because I know that you watched that in high school. (laughs) I love that show. And you were the one who turned me on to that. It was this show from Australia set in a high school where there's one comedian, one guy playing three different characters. So one of them is this, like, 13-year-old kid who's just like a real punk kid like you just want to slap him for every single thing he does like he just thinks he's too cool for everything but is actually like super yes Uh (laughs) uh-huh 
And then there is a music teacher, Mr. G, who mm-hmm. is way more concerned with putting himself in the spotlight than any of his kids that he is directing in a musical that he has written about a girl who has died of a, it was a drug overdose, right? A drug overdose, yes. yeah. Yes. And, you know, he's trying to make himself the star of this production, and that's my favorite character, I would say. And then there's a girl named... Jamie, but she insists on being called Jamee, and she is a transfer student from a private school who has come to the school and is working her way to the top of the social hierarchy of this new school, Mm -hmm. or thinks that she exists there by herself and everyone else is beneath her, maybe is more accurate. But anyway, I think it is all very funny. I can't say that if I watched it today, it will have aged well, (laughs) because the punk kid, the 13-year-old, is Tongan by descent and the actor playing him is quite white so you know there's some cultural appropriation stuff there um, chris Lilly is the name of the comedian and he also did some other shows where the cultural appropriation was even worse <laughs> so i think he's probably officially canceled now i don't know if he is canceled i don't know i haven't seen him do anything in a couple years but i also haven't been paying that close attention so yeah anyway who knows but yeah it Summer Heights High was on HBO a couple years after it was on in Australia, and then they gave Jimmy a spinoff mm-hmm. called Jimmy's Private School Girl that was also on HBO. I haven't seen, like, the other stuff where maybe he's culturally appropriating more, and obviously, like, no one would make this show in 2022, but I actually weirdly think the show is progressive in a lot of ways. Like, I remember them highlighting characters with disabilities, and Mm. there were supporting cast members who were actually of that descent, Mm -hmm. Tongan. But yeah, I don't know. It's... I watched it again recently, and it it still made me laugh so much. So, like, it it is funny, and Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong for laughing. Songs are so funny and catchy, and ugh. Go listen to the soundtrack, at least, to Summer yeah. Heights High. If you don't watch the show, <laughs> you'll get a kick out of the songs. Another foreign show that I was thinking of that you turned me on to, Dairy Girls. Oh, yeah. Of course, from Ireland. And you talked about that in our first mini-sode that we ever recorded. I did. So if you want to hear more about that, go back and listen to it. Season three is coming soon. Is it? That's mm-hmm. exciting. I think so. Yeah. I still don't have my Netflix back. I'm still... I'm not eager to get it. Maybe you can, like, use a fake email and get a free trial for, like, a week (laughs) and just binge it really fast. Maybe I could go over to a friend's place and we could watch it together or something. There you go. Because there are probably only six episodes in this season again. Probably. I'm sad it's going to be over. Yeah, that is sad, but... See, that's something that is very, like, British to me, is shows just having, like, three or four seasons and that's it. Mm-hmm. I remember trying to get into the Sherlock Holmes series with Benedict Cumberbatch, mm-hmm. and there would be like three episodes in the season, and then like three years in between seasons. <laughs> right. It felt like it was crazy. I feel like that's been the pattern since like that's just the way TV has always seemed to be in Britain for whatever reason. Like, yeah, the earliest example I can remember that I have watched is Faulty Towers. Do you know Faulty Hmm. Towers? Mm -mm. So John Cleese, who was from Monty Python, did this sitcom called Faulty Towers, F-A-W-L-T-Y. The character's last name is Faulty. And he's like managing this hotel in the British countryside. And 
There was like one six episode season that aired in like 1976 or something. And then three years later, there was another six episode season. And then that was it for the entire series. <laughs> like it was just those wow. 12 episodes. But it's like such a cult classic TV show. Like it's lived on even with just those six hours <laughs> of masterpiece, I guess. Another really short British show that I like is Crashing by the oh, Phoebe yes. Waller-Bridge series, which is mm-hmm. like six episodes. I love it maybe just as much or more than Fleabag. I feel like they're extremely different, but mm-hmm. it made me laugh so many times out loud. There's just something about that show that gets me. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about six friends, I think, mm-hmm. who all live in this old hospital that has been converted into apartments. Mm -hmm. And there's like a name for the type of housing it is, but it's just silly and weird. And if people listening have seen Fleabag, I think it's worth a watch just to kind of see maybe the progression of her storytelling and like acting and everything. And also there's a lot of recognizable faces in that. Mm -hmm. The one guy from that show is now on Bridgerton. Oh, okay. Also, I don't know if it's the same guy, but the one guy from crashing was just a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus the world last uh, in the most recent episode or not most recent as of this recording but well, most yeah. recent as of this recording but not when it was released because there will be another episode <laughs> out by then anyway people probably didn't need to know that but anyway he popped up and I was like oh hey I recognize him I have like watched two non-English shows that I mm-hmm. really like and would like to mention I watched Dark which is a German show on Netflix and has to do with like time travel and alternate dimensions and all of this stuff. But it's a legitimately like, it's a really good show, like super well made, super well done. And I was watching it when I was trying to refresh on my German. So I watched it all. Then I watched it all like with German subtitles. And then I was going back through again, watching with no subtitles at all. And like, Almost to the point where I was, like, following everything and then I fell off the wagon with, like, trying to do German. And I wish I hadn't because I was definitely learning a lot. Hmm. And then a Japanese show that I like is called Midnight Diner Tokyo Hotel. Have you ever watched it? (laughs) I have not heard of it, no. So it's on Netflix. It's very much something to put on right before you go to bed, I would Hmm. say, because it's just each episode, it's own isolated story it's about this guy he has a diner that's open super late and it's like each episode focuses on like a different patron who has come in that night and like kind of follows them it's like i don't know how to explain it it's just soothing like something about it it's a very soothing show to watch just because it's like low stakes nothing like terrible ever happens it's just like nice and he's making food and like talking to these people cool i was trying to think if i have watched any tv shows that were not in english and i feel like i probably have at some point but i can't think of any but it occurred to me that perhaps the most popular tv show of the last year is not in english it's Squid Game, mm-hmm. and I have not watched it. Have you watched Squid Game? I watched, like, five minutes of it, and I had to turn it off because I hated hmm. it so much. Okay. But that brings up a really good question, and it's something I know a ton of people who have watched Squid Game, and I asked them if they watched it dubbed or with subtitles, and mm-hmm. almost everyone I talked to watched it 
dubbed in English. Oh, okay. Which the person who was trying to get me to watch it played it dubbed in English. And that's probably why I hated it. I would yeah. much rather just watch with subtitles. I yeah. can't believe anyone would watch anything dubbed. I agree. I would so much <laughs> rather just watch it with subtitles, too. Yeah. It's just that weird? It, yes. I feel like it ruins the experience a little bit. Because even if you yeah. can't understand what people are saying, you don't get the original like emotion that it's being mm-hmm. said with in their native language. I feel like something is lost there, lost in translation, as the cliche goes, that it doesn't quite come across the same way if you're not actually hearing what the actors are saying. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I would love to know a percentage of how many people watched it dubbed versus how many people watched it with subtitles. Mm-hmm. I would like to know that too. I did see when I was looking at that article that I mentioned earlier, Squid Game has apparently been viewed... 111 million times, according to Netflix. Wow. That's like Super Bowl numbers. That's bigger than this year's Super Bowl, yeah. for sure. Like, I... And I can't imagine that, like, everyone watching it is only watching it with subtitles because there are probably too many people who are too lazy to read that are watching yeah. it. So, yeah. But it would be interesting to know an exact percentage. I would love to know. I used to watch everything with subtitles. I still do. I I like it a lot of the time. I Mm -hmm. haven't as much lately, but... I think it actually helps me whenever, like, I'm not fully paying attention to something, maybe. That I can just, like, look at the screen and read what's being said. And, like, and if, you know, there was noise in the background or something, or, like, I, you know, didn't catch something for whatever reason, I can just look up and read. And it's like, oh, okay. I'm... Caught up. I didn't miss as much. I don't know. I'm shocked that you haven't watched any non-English foreign shows. I don't think that I have. I was trying to, like, go back through my, you know, the shows that I have watched in recent years, and I can't, like, nothing comes to mind that I've watched. Maybe something will pop in my head and I can mention it next week on the mini-sode. But, yeah, I don't, I've watched plenty of foreign movies, but... Like, I don't think I've watched any foreign language shows. I've been recommended a couple. I was recently told by my friend Aaron, hello Aaron, that I needed to watch Les Bazaars de la Chavotie. That's probably not how you actually say it, but it's like a French miniseries about a true event, a fire at the Bazaar de la Charité in Paris in, like, the late 1800s, when, like, a bunch of people died in this fire, and it's just about, like, the events that happen in the aftermath of the fire and all that kind of stuff. Alrighty. We hope that you have enjoyed this little international flavor in our mini-sode <laughs> this week. Yeah. And don't forget about our sticker giveaway. Go yes. right onto our Instagram right now and follow the instructions to get your sticker. Amen. Stick it on ya. All right. Well, anyway, (sighs) thanks for listening. I have been Cody Hoffman. And I have been Elena Hillard. And take care. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Televisionary. If you like what you heard, share this episode with a friend. You can follow us on Instagram at Televisionary Podcast. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. Bye.